and welcome to episode number 30 of the Lines Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in the gaming industry. I have three of those people joining us this week in Brett Colson, in Eric Ramsey, and in Dustin Galker. But guys, we are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Spotify, so please go and subscribe, rate, review, five stars, six stars if they will let you. I don't even know how, but do it, please. And let everyone know that they should be listening to this podcast for days just like this, because I will call today a news tsunami just hit us out of nowhere, and we were sitting here thinking we would have a normal little podcast, and instead... Things went absolutely haywire, and we are kind of all dealing with this on the fly here. So you're going to get some comments. I don't, I don't get, even know if our, our our outline has anything to do with what we're going to talk about. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you're going to get you're going to get commentary on stuff before stories are even written right now because of the way that this stuff all hit right before we recorded this. But we felt we would not leave our dear listeners in the lurch, and that is why we are here giving you this podcast, regardless of the fact that there is work to be done. So. Let's get right at it here, boys. Of course, we'll start with the quick hits like normal, and then we'll talk about some of the state stuff here that came down, and of course, just any of these other news nuggets that have been dropping as we were getting ready to get ready for this podcast here. So let's start off real quick here, Dustin. Uh, state Watch, let's talk about New York and Michigan and talk about something that happened in New York with a partnership. Yeah, so Bet365, a big operator in sports betting in Europe, uh, has its way into the U.S. market for the first time. It's made a partnership with a casino called Resorts World in in upstate New York. So uh, that means all the commercial casinos uh, through which sports betting is probably going to happen in New York, uh, likely sometime next year. They'll have partners. DraftKings and FanDuel had partnered with uh, some of those casinos earlier this year. So uh, I think everybody's kind of staking out ground. New York, obviously, a huge market for sports betting, and everybody would like to have an easy path to all those people who are probably going to bet in New York. Eric, upstate New York, Resorts World. Give us your quick. Give us your quick take. It's uh, it's no joke. It's a bill. I think it's a one point two billion dollar resort. It's the newest of the four uh, commercial casinos. It's in the Catskills, obviously, as the name says, down by Monticello. It's sort of on the way to New York City for me. It's it's curious. I actually have passed by it several times on the way to New Jersey to uh, bet sports and talk about sports betting down there. So, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll have another stop on the way down there at some point in the future. Nice. All right, Dustin, tell us about Michigan. Uh, yeah, so Penn National, which who, who we'll talk about more in this podcast, uh, purchased a Detroit casino, the Greek Town, uh, one of three commercial casinos in in uh, Michigan, um, which also has a lot of tribal gaming facilities. Uh, anyway, uh, one of their executives said, we're going to push for sports betting in Michigan, which is uh, already a state that's on our radar for, for next year. MGM Resorts also owns a casino there. So I'd, I'd say the odds on legal Michigan sports betting uh, crept up with Penn National getting into the mix. With uh, with the Detroit casino and and helping to operate that uh, once uh, once that deal goes through. Yeah, little birdies have told me they are very very confident in uh, in Michigan and they are looking forward to that being legalized here pretty soon. And Brett DraftKings, we've talked about them making moves, and uh, you know, of course, it seems like all these other companies have been making uh, the big headlines here over at least the last few weeks. But here comes DraftKings in Mississippi. This might happen. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. This might happen uh, within 16 or 18 hours. Maybe Friday. This sounds like it's going to be open. It's the Scarlet Pearl Casino in Diberville. Maybe you've been there, Matt. I don't know. You were down there in Mississippi touring the casinos. Did you drop in the Scarlet Pearl Casino by chance? Uh, no, but it is. Um, it, it is actually in Diberville, but like the. Um 
it's I mean, you hear of Biloxi. It's really just like right up the road from Biloxi, like literally like four miles. You just kind of like go up the road. So, I mean, it, it is it is essentially, you know, you hear about all the casinos in Biloxi. Of course, that's where the Boervage and all those uh, hard rock and fancy casinos are. But, yeah, it, it's it's literally just right up the road. So it's basically Biloxi. Fair enough, and it looks like legit property. It's got 1,200 slot machines, uh, 40 table games. They're remodeling an existing bar on property to accommodate this book. And yeah, uh, DraftKings, as late as early as tomorrow, will have a retail presence in the United States booking sports bets. Very interesting. I mean, I guess it was one of those situations where there, you know, the opportunity probably presented itself, and they said, "Yeah, you know, let's go ahead and like get in on this deal." And we'll talk a little bit later, though. The online side of things has absolutely been killing it elsewhere in all of this no right before we were right before this i think right before this news came out dustin that they uh DraftKings actually talked about a physical sports book in new jersey correct yeah so uh they already had a partnership with resorts atlantic city one of the uh one of the casinos in town there and so they, they offered online sports betting through their gaming license and we didn't really think that they were going to have a retail sports book in new jersey and then lo and behold this week they say oh we're going to be having the, the DraftKings sports book at the resorts uh ac and yeah so now they are within after having no retail sports betting operations anywhere in the united states or anywhere for that matter a uh, matter of days ago now in two different states and the mississippi i think is just as a big deal for them as that's, uh, they've obviously been doing really well in New Jersey, but they didn't have anything live in any other state, kind of as FanDuel and other operators are uh, in, in multiple states at one time. So it's a, it's a good thing for DraftKings to try to, to expand their footprint. Yeah, absolutely. And not only just for the branding aspect of things, just for making people more familiar with the brand, especially in a state like Mississippi, where... Um, you know, we've we've seen there was some some stuff going on with DFS for them for a, for a few years and whatnot. But also, just from from being down there, a lot of the casinos that are down in that region were really just throwing up sports books because it happened so quickly, and obviously they weren't planning for everything like New Jersey was and whatnot. So, um, I think there's a real opportunity for the for the DraftKings book there in Mississippi because really outside of the outside of the Beau Rivage down there, most of these. Most of these uh, casinos just just turn something into into a sports book. Like Boervage, for whatever reason, was able to build out something. They just had some space in that casino and stuff, and they were able to build out a big sports book. But the rest of them, like a few I went into, it was just like a restaurant that they just shut down real quick and turned into a sports book. And there was another <laughs> one that it, it, so it's like all of these were kind of like just makeshift done to get something up and going. So uh, I think there is a real opportunity there for DraftKings um, to to get something going there in Mississippi and have people really come out and and. And take a look at, at hanging out at their book and, and, and doing their betting and stuff like that. So we'll yeah. be, we'll I, think certainly, yeah. I think everywhere in Mississippi, I think they're trying everybody just I mean, there's now more than I think two dozen books, I think, at last count, which is crazy to think that there wasn't anything anything in Mississippi and now all these places have it. The the DraftKings play thing uh Sportsbooks looks pretty much like a converted bar as well, but I think the, the plan has to be for them to, to build out something nice and is kind of the one of the crown jewels of sports betting in Mississippi. As we were really, I mean, I guess this floated a little bit yesterday, the rumor, but right before we were about to go live here, we had talked about CG technology, Eric, and we had talked about how that they were, you know, in hot water several different times over the last few years here in Nevada, and they had gone before the Nevada State Gaming Commission. They had put forth what they thought would be a fair uh, penalty for them to pay. The Gaming Commission said, no thanks, but here today we have found out that there is a dollar amount that you can be punished for 
Yeah, that first amount they came back with in August uh, was a quarter million, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the board said no way to that. Uh, their new number was two million dollars, uh, and it sounds like the board is going to accept that. That's going to be one point seven million, one point seven five million, and a fine, and then another two hundred fifty k as a contribution to uh, Nevada Problem Gaming. So yeah, I know you and I have talked privately about this. I know you're not you're not especially thrilled about the about this uh, turn of events here. Yeah, I mean, Brett, I, I think. You and I have even talked about this as well. Um, you know, Nevada is the state that jumps up and down, say, look at us, look at us. We are the poster children for how to handle gaming situations. If you need to know how to get this done, look here, look here, look here. We've been doing this for years. And then you have this company that has now, you know, had these egregious things happen multiple times where they've been fined seven figures multiple times. And the Gaming Commission, as opposed to removing their license, is allowing them to just basically buy off their transgressions here. And I don't know what kind of I don't know what this really says and what kind of precedent this is going forward. But I I can only imagine that we will hear about this in hearings coming forward with other states. I cannot imagine that someone's not going to pull out, you know, the fact that, well, this company in Nevada is, you know, we're talking about. Uh, you know how safe this is and how great these companies are and here's this company in nevada that's messed up three times had to pay seven figure fines multiple times and they're still operating i don't know i mean just the optics to me seem seem pretty bad yeah absolutely it's all about the message it sends right with all these other states looking into legal sports betting market what is this saying it's saying basically everything is fine if you can pay your way out of it right so i mean that that's an issue i'm not a big fan of this either i i I think there's got to be another way to to go about this. Dustin, they've already those those previous cases you alluded to. They've already paid seven million dollars in fines between 2014 and 2016. So we're approaching ten million dollars in fines on three separate significant violations. Yeah, it's just um, what you know. My when is enough enough? You know. And, right. the, and the original settlement also said that like your your software is basically unusable. Like you can't. You're not book. You're not able to book bets uh, in a in a way that's that should be done. So I I, don't, I guess I don't get why. Ju- why a fine does is enough here it seems like i agree with all of you guys that it's it's strange that this is and it, yeah i think it sets a bad precedent for for other states nevada like you said has, i mean even in, at a uh, dc uh, sports betting summit today uh some people uh somebody from station casinos is holding up nevada as the gold standard like if you're if this is what you're doing for sports betting operators i'm not sure you're going to sell yourself as a gold standard moving forward for other states who want to have you know squeaky clean sports betting operations yeah i mean i mean we don't know what goes on beside behind the scenes obviously i mean cg obviously powers books in a lot of of casinos here in vegas and so i don't know if maybe some of these casinos went to them and said hey look like we're going to be in a real bad situation if you if you ban these guys or something i don't know what goes on behind the scenes in that type of scenario but it just was it seemed like a long shot for me for them to just accept just another monetary fine but that is what happened here and so it looks like cg technology will continue business here in you know some of some of the very big casinos that with with actually really big sports books here in las vegas so it will be very interesting for sure to see how that all goes we talked about how the uh, because the sports books were getting crushed the last few weeks and everybody was jumping up and down and all these parlays were hitting and everything was great and you basically couldn't put down a teaser that didn't win. Well, this past NFL Sunday, we came back down to earth. Yeah, like you said, operators in Nevada, New Jersey, all over the legal markets in the U.S. took losses three straight weeks, three straight Sundays of NFL action, but. Finally got off the schneid this past weekend, thanks to some big dogs winning outright. The Titans, 
Bills, then the Cowboys beating the Eagles on Sunday night, not only ruined the, the majority of those spread bets, but a lot of parlays and teasers that had been hitting in recent weeks, those were all dead dust. So we'll get into the business side of that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, a nice bounce back for the books this past weekend. Maybe a little due to the adjustment to a couple teams on uh, on the slate, but I think more just regression to the main than anything else. Yeah, pretty. Uh, I talked to a couple of different book operators who said the Titans were basically their best friend this week because yeah. <laughs> beating that Patriots team killed basically nearly every just blind parlay, blind teaser, blind everything that was pay- that was placed. Because you know, I mean, hell, for for the majority of the last month, you could basically just throw the Patriots on a parlay or a teaser, and you were you were going to win. So, um, yeah, it was a big, big, big week for them on that. Apparently, didn't get it. All all back, but um, got the majority of what they had lost back, and that is because uh, Dustin. What is it now? We're 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 now working on like a million months in a row that they win. So like, I mean, yeah, they're going to get it all back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not real worried about Nevada sportsbooks uh, <laughs> uh, closing up shop tomorrow. Right, they will be open on Monday, as they always say here. So um, let's talk about some of this regional bias stuff that we've talked about, Brett, in particular. Um, so, you know, we've seen. You know, you know, talked about in Mississippi that college football has done way, way, way better than they even thought. I mean, they knew it was going to be super popular in Mississippi, but it's done even better than they thought here. Now, over in New Jersey, we just assumed with Philadelphia being so inc- so so close to Atlantic City that we just assumed Philadelphia would be getting all the money bet on them. Um, but as we got some some information, that n- isn't necessarily the case. Yeah, some interesting data we got from BetStars yesterday looking at the NFL betting action in New Jersey. And uh, the New York Giants are by far the most bet team in the state so far. Nearly 10% of all bets. That's close to double that of the Cowboys, the Steelers, obviously popular teams. Uh, They came in at second and third. And then the Kansas City Chiefs and their high-powered offense were fourth overall. Public's been riding the Chiefs a lot lately, and they're cashing in 80% against the spread for the season. Uh, although I think we did finally see some of that adjustment on them last week. So it's going to be interesting to, to follow the, the Chiefs going forward. Uh, the other two local teams in New Jersey, the Jets and the Eagles, like you said, they were ninth and 11th in total bets at BetStar so far. Just uninspiring seasons. Not that the Jets have, or not that the Giants have, have been great by any means, but. Uh, a little shocking to see them so low uh, compared to some of the other non-regional teams. The biggest surprise to me, though, was the the team at the bottom of the list, the Chicago Bears, accounted for only 1.4% of bets in New Jersey on BetStars so far this year. Uh, a team that added a high-profile defensive player, Khalil Mack, in the offseason, the new coach, high-pedigree uh, high quarterback in his first full season. The Bills and Browns both getting around double the number of bets on then Chicago, which, by the way, is in a playoff race and six and three. Yeah, the the season. Who are these miserable people that are betting on the Giants? That's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> right? you know, why, why, like, why do you want to? Have, like, I, I mean, I, I guess if you're a Giants fan, but I just don't. I just don't get it. They're, I don't get why uh, they're so much more popular. Their, their name is Matt Brown and Eric Ramsey. When we were over yeah, in Atlantic I, City, I didn't want to say anything. But <laughs> when we were over in Atlantic City this past week, so we'll, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about that uh, here in just a little bit. But yeah, you mentioned the Chiefs there, Brad. Of course, a very very high profile game this weekend between the Rams and the Chiefs that was supposed to take place. Down in Mexico City, 
Um, but Shakira put it into that. So uh, or whoever it was, was it who was it Shakira or who it was some someone someone like that um, put an end to that happening a concert about a month ago. Just totally trashed the field and has not been able to get it back in playing shape since. So the game did get moved to L.A. Now, this normally would be a huge, huge, huge deal because, of course, playing in a neutral field and then getting a home game out of something would you would think would shift the line dramatically. But with this Rams team kind of playing in this temporary home and everything that's going on, it actually didn't move the lines really as much as we would have expected. Yeah, it it, it reopens. Most of the books reopened this at three and a half after it originally opened at two and a half in Mexico City. So a three and a half point line in Los Angeles. So moved through a key number of three to, uh, for a full point, but then it's, it's, it's kind of made its way back to three. I think you'll probably see this hold at three, uh, once this game gets, gets underway on, on Monday night, but yeah, really not much of a move there at all. And like you said, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the Rams just don't have that home field advantage, but I think most people are, are looking at the total in this one, which as it stands right now is the highest total we've ever seen for a regular season NFL game. Uh, Previous high was 62 on a game also involving the Rams. And right now, this one's at 63 or 63 and a half in most books in New Jersey and Nevada. Dustin, you and I and Eric have talked about kind of the education of the better along the way and how, you know, with the expansion of legalized sports betting, that this was going to be something that we will try to help do. And of course, other people will uh, help do along the way as well. Well, this is one of those scenarios, too, because had you bet this game when it was supposed to take place in Mexico City, there are certain sports books where that bet is still live. That is just action and it doesn't matter. Yeah. There are other sports books that whenever you place this bet, if a venue change happens, then the bet then it's all refunded and you would have to place another bet. So the bet is canceled, you'll get refunded and what like that. So like this is another one of those scenarios where, you know, I think as we move into this broader scenario with more states and more casual betters and more things going on, that you know people need to understand that as well that there are different house rules for these weird situations that happen yeah absolutely Your, uh, the education process is is definitely to be ongoing i'm sure some people will be shocked to see that their bets uh, were, were no longer good although we're going to get into new jersey numbers a little bit later on and apparently betters there are pretty good at sports betting we'll find out <laughs> um but yeah it's a, it's a unique situation you know uh, and i'll just go on my mini rant about the nfl and integrity fees cuz i like to tie this in all the time you know the nfl can't freaking put a game on like this, <laughs> we know they've known this game has been going on for what a year they go we show up uh, they show up a few day, early, days early and the field is an absolute disaster like the nfl wants to tell us they are the arbiters of of what's right and what's what's wrong and they have they're going to protect sports betting integrity come on you can't even get your this field right for your biggest regular season game between two best teams in the league this is it's it's just it's mind-boggling this has even happened to on, on top of everything else we're talking about yeah it, it it really is i unfortunately saw the conditions of that field i saw the rumors that some of the star players might even sit out this game if the NFL forced this game to play on so I put in a speculative underbet in this one and uh, really wish I was betting at one of those books that canceled the bets and uh, instead <laughs> instead I am at a book that the action is live so I basically just flush that money down the toilet but you know again that is one of those things just you know check with your book check the house rules because I mean weird things happen a 
a and especially in a scenario like this where we're talking about moving to uh, Mexico City where the elevation is incredibly high so the, the playing conditions are absolutely totally different so I can understand why some books cancel bets and just refund and, and have to and make you have to rebet and stuff like that so I get it um, but my particular book did not so I'm just chalking that up as a loss so good hey, Sounds like you're, you're on the wrong side yeah. of that steam with the under too. If, if what I'm reading <laughs> yeah. on the lines is correct, the books the books need the under. Uh, people are still betting the over at 64 this week. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, you're gonna be sweating this one with the books for yeah. sure. They're gonna be praying for the under. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, they're gonna play on this. Yeah, they're gonna play in this cow pasture, and like Todd Gurley's not gonna play, and Jared Goff's not gonna play, and they're gonna sit. You know, Patrick Mahomes. This is gonna be an under all day long. <laughs> not the case, but whatever. It is what it is. It won't be the first bet I've lost, guys. It won't be the first bet I've lost. Um, all <laughs> right, all, yeah, second or third this season. Yeah, uh, heading to Pennsylvania. So again, we talked about this news dump, the news tsunami. We will ever, we will forever remember November fifteenth as the news tsunami that hit this podcast. And uh, Dustin, tell us a little bit about what's going on in Pennsylvania because this really did come out of nowhere. I mean, we have been in contact with uh, people we have uh know over there in pennsylvania and i mean this really did just kind of kind of sneak up on us uh yeah so apparently you can bet on sports in pennsylvania today that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the news so uh, that's pretty big which is which is pretty big news in my book uh as as of 3 p.m eastern penn national which operates hollywood casino at penn national Racecourse, says it was uh offering live money wagering for the first time uh basically a, like a, a a test rollout before a full rollout this weekend of its full sports book so um i i cannot confirm i am still here in oregon i am not in pennsylvania but uh, according to penn national if you went there right now you go bet on sports uh, which is it's in grantville pennsylvania which is in the middle of the state that this is, is historically the time where i would get in my car and head to Grant, grantville pennsylvania <laughs> i guess i guess i gotta go boys i was gonna say this I, is I, lo- I looked it up i'm only five hours away so i will see you there <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, I spent a lot of time in my in my uh early betting days uh, actually at that race course because you know you can bet on horses there so like so it wasn't far far away from where i grew up i would i would go bet the ponies once in a while there so i am i fondly uh, know it the, the casino is newer than the racetrack but um yeah so we're yeah we're in we uh we're thinking it might be next week for pennsylvania sports betting but now we now it's here officially uh and we're going to see other casinos probably roll out in the near future as well dustin you don't sound terribly surprised i am utterly shocked at this i mean i knew that we knew this was a possibility but all indications were we were looking at december at the very earliest probably more maybe in the early next year possibly even this this came out of nowhere for me yeah, I mean, it came out. I think we, there's a possibility of Thanksgiving weekend. I think that's what they, what they had said. But, you know, the way that Pennsylvania has not really met expectations for online casino poker, I think yeah. everybody would say, oh, sports betting is going to be kind of slow, too. And it's actually interesting. This is all based off of a 2017 law. Um, online casino is in the pipeline well before sports betting. Uh, obviously, this is just retail sports betting, land-based sports betting. Not You can't bet on phones and uh, online yet. But, uh, yeah, I think sports betting, they basically did nothing with it until after the federal ban was struck down and this has all kind of happened really quickly in this in the last six months and yeah so i think it, it is kind of shocking that uh you know from with the timeline that pennsylvania has actually gotten up as quickly as they have and guess what we do it every week but another state where william hill is first they were first in new yeah. jersey first in delaware first in west virginia for they're going to be first in pennsylvania once again just on the on the leading edge in every state that opens up Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, I'm not going to say that they have completely dominated the news because obviously we just talked about a couple of of other big things that have happened with some of these other sports books. But man, it just seems like every single time 
we turn around, there's just a new there's just a new thing about William Hill going on here. So it is uh, it's pretty interesting. Dustin, you said you spent some time in Grantville, uh, Pennsylvania. What do you think the population of Grantville, Pennsylvania is? Of actual, uh, there's like almost nobody lives in actual Grantville, Pennsylvania. I, like I don't like I like the, the literally the casino is kind of out in the forest, so it's not really in town where it is. I I, I with just guessing, I would say ten thousand people. There are thirty six hundred people in Grantville, Pennsylvania. There are a right. hundred and forty eight people per square mile. In that it is, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but what's the geography lesson for the Pennsylvania native? It's near near Harrisburg, right? Uh, yeah, sort of... not too far from Penn State. Um, okay, and Hershey Park, little, too, right? Yeah, Hershey, really close to Hershey Park. Yes, you can. So you can go ride some roller coasters, and then <laughs> <laughs> there you go. that sounds like a hell of a day, to be honest with you. I mean, like you say that you say that tongue in cheek, but I'm kind of like <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like hell, Let's man. Go. I'm I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, meet you there too. I'm already on the road, guys. Can Can someone send the Katina jet for for me out here? I mean. Is that just yeah, chocolate world too? Like the Hershey's uh, main plants there, so you can go get some get some free chocolate samples. Too. Man, that's a good so weekend right there. That is a good weekend, boy. I'm I'm in. We're just gonna have to write a there. I swear we're going to have an article up on one of our sites about like the perfect the perfect Grantville weekend, and we're gonna like just <laughs> and it'll be like these three things that you can do like outside of that. And I'm telling you, that is this is a good article. Sorry, this don't steal our article. If you're listening to this, don't steal our article. We're gonna we're we're actually gonna do that. We're actually gonna do this. So if you know the Pennsylvania casino market and gambling market and gambling area very well you've certainly heard of parks so with that dustin parks has made an announcement as well yeah parks casino uh just outside of philadelphia i don't think it's actually in the city limits um uh now has a partner for sportsbooks can which is powering uh the likes of DraftKings uh in new jersey so they are working with them to you know have kiosks and and, and an online component as well uh, parks is the biggest casino from land-based revenue so it's going to be a heavyweight right away um so uh we kind of knew this deal was happening already but this kind of solidifies it and just uh, lets us know i think that parks is is probably pretty close to launching as well, especially if, if Hollywood just went live. And also pretty serious. Part of the new news with Parks is they're going to invest $10 million in a sports book. The, uh, part, Matt Cullen says it's it's going to be the best in the country, which, I mean, that's a lofty uh, claim. But at $10 million, it may well be. Remember, they also have the property near the stadiums, the turf club that's going to have a sports book. So, yeah, Parks is both uh, both serious and, and apparently on the verge of of rolling out pretty soon here. So they have more TVs than Matt Brown has in his living room. I guess just barely. It, it seems yeah. like it. they're bigger. They'll be bigger anyway, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I can only fit so many big TVs in the living room. Uh, the wife really loves that. Um, <laughs> so where is Parks in like geographically to to Hollywood? How far? Like what? What was the competition look like as far as like you know for real estate there? I mean, there's the three casinos that are in the Philadelphia area that are all kind of clustered down there. And then there's uh, Sands, Bethlehem, which is kind of uh, north and east of that. And then just in the center state, Hollywood's kind of just on an island. There's not a whole lot close to it. You have to go up to the Poconos in the northeast. And then there's one in Erie. There's the Pittsburgh Casino. There's one in the far northwest. So Hollywood's just kind of got the whole thing to itself. Uh, the sports betting market in in Philadelphia area, you know, with Harrah's and Sugar House, both in the area, it's going to be a little more competitive. So uh yeah, I don't think like I don't think if you want to bet on sports and you're in your Philadelphia area, you're gonna have plenty of options. I don't think you're gonna be trucking up to Hollywood once those other sports books are open. 
There are also plans just to throw this in there too. Parks wants to enter New Jersey. We've also found out this week, this part of this partnership, the two Cambian parks want to go into New Jersey. We don't know how it's going to happen or when, but that is also their plan. But there are, there are licenses available for, for skins, for sports spending and online casinos. So and Camby of course has a presence there already. So yeah. Wouldn't shock me. And parks is like, you could, you, you could basically walk to New Jersey from parks. I mean, I'm looking at it on a map right now, not really knowing the area, but I think, I think you could you just wouldn't, you walk. wouldn't want to, but you, uh, you could, wouldn't yeah. want to walk. I, yeah, not at night, anyways. But yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, whatever. Helicopter, then. What you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we you could you could basically <laughs> you could basically do that and be there in in no time. And uh, what about Valley Forge before we get out of Pennsylvania here? Uh, yeah. So we had we did for today. We had five casinos that applied for sports betting, and now we're up to six. Valley Forge, another one, uh, just that's kind of a little outside of Philadelphia as well, a little west of the city, um, smaller casino, but they are applying to have sports betting as well. So now half of the half of the land-based casinos have applied to have uh, either re- retail or online or a combination of both sports betting. Uh, that's important because we would believe that FanDuel uh, sportsbook would be the title. Of, of the sports book there and provide online uh, the online sports betting because of a, a partnership with Boyd Gaming. So uh, that would be, you know, presumably FanDuel's in, into, into Pennsylvania. We haven't talked about much of them on, the, on this podcast, but uh, they're still out there and still doing well. Yeah, and I imagine we will, uh, I imagine we will have a lot of Pennsylvania update here whenever we do this podcast next week. So we will talk about that for sure. And if you are listening to this podcast and you are a representative in Grantville, Pennsylvania for the, for the Hollywood casino. And you want to bring us out to do the Lions podcast live. I mean, we will, we will come eat some chocolate and ride roller coasters and, and then come over and do the the podcast live at your casino. So just throwing that out there, we can, and will make that trip to Grantville, Pennsylvania. That is uh, something that's let's on my bucket list. Let's get the Hershey tourism board. I, I, I gotta be able to pull some strings. There you go. Happen. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you're, you're, you're a mild celebrity in that area, Dustin. I mean, now that you're now that you're this big celebrity nationwide, I mean, they've got to they got to take care of their own. That's true. I've like been on, I, I have been on ESPN. I'm yeah, super famous. Exactly. This is that's 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 basically what I'm saying. I uh, eat a lot of chocolate, so I some <laughs> pull in the area too. And and hell, Brett's already on his way there. I mean, like he's doing this. He's doing this podcast from his phone right now. Uh, only four and a half hours away. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right. So New Jersey. And of course, guys, as we mentioned, all of these articles on LegalSportsReport.com, TheLines.com, OnlinePokerReport.com. So be sure and you can take a look at all of these in, you know, in, in much, much more in depth here. Because, again, this stuff is all just kind of flying at us as we were going live here. So let's talk about New Jersey. And this is another thing that happened just right before we got on the call here. Dustin, I know you were on top of this with all of these numbers. So what are we looking at as far as the numbers uh, in New Jersey for the past month? Yeah, the big top line number is uh, $260 million in, in handle or, or total amount wagered, which is you know up pretty significantly from the first full month uh, in September of, of online as well. So we're just seeing a, a ton of growth in from the online segments, which has really only been around for a couple months. Um, so we're, we're, we're just seeing, you know, we'd expect a pretty, pretty big growth and we're seeing that. And, you know, uh, at a quarter of a billion dollars, New Jersey's already uh, halfway to, you know, what, what we normally see in a, in a mature market in Nevada for sports betting handle. So um, I think we, I think we, with some projections earlier, we thought it was going to be quicker than New Jersey would pass Nevada. But I think, I think we're now, we're on a path where you can see 2019 or maybe even 2020 where the, there's going to be more wagered in New Jersey than in Nevada. And we talked about the revenue that was a little bit down and, and 
Brett, I think this really just comes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show here was just the fact that, I mean, you know, look, it's still it's still sports betting and the the person betting can can, in theory, still win bets. And we saw that happen a lot in those last couple of weeks there in New Jersey, you know, it just in the NFL in general, it's not just necessarily just in New Jersey. I mean, they were getting crushed in Mississippi. They were getting crushed in, in Nevada as well. So, I mean, whenever we look at the revenue being down, I mean, a couple of bad weeks in football can certainly make things look worse than it is. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of variance in sports betting and uh, the books obviously knew this going in and they were, you know, they knew this was a possibility, uh, especially in the NFL slate. It's only 16 games and per week, you know, you compare that to the NBA where there are dozens. So, you know, this is this is something that can happen long term. It doesn't really matter. You know, this money is going to stay in the ecosystem. The books are going to get it back over the long haul. If anything, this might actually be good for operators, especially in a new market. Give betters a taste of success here because winning is fun. It's contagious. They're in now. They're hooked in. They're going to keep coming back. So I, I, I think this is fine. Let, for let's also not go too overboard and the betters did great. I mean, the, the sportsbook still made $11 million. It's not, right, like, right, uh, right, right. not, not, not like everybody's uh, right. now buying homes in the Caribbean based on their sports betting wins in Jersey. The sportsbook still got their VIG uh, and a little, a little less than their VIG. Uh, and they're, they, again, they too will open uh, every week until the, until the end of time because they're not, the, this, this, this month, even though it wasn't as good as, as September, was uh, certainly not going to shut the doors in. And Eric, um, you know, we talked, you and I were able to to head over there and we'll talk about that in just a second. But one of the things that we just saw was, you know, how easy it was to get onto these apps and how easy it was to, to play on these apps and everything like that. And what we saw is... DraftKings just continues to to crush with their, you know, again, we mentioned they will have a physical sports book in the future, but as of right now, everything is is online and on the app and DraftKings just continues to to dominate. Yeah, of the uh, just just shy of nine million in in online and mobile revenue, Dra- uh, DraftKings had about five million of that by itself. Uh, FanDuel would have been next with about two point four million. So you can see the drop off there. And between the two of them, they control, you know, 80 percent of the uh, the online market in New Jersey already, which is both surprising and not surprising at the same time, I guess. You know, I kind of kind of go back and forth on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we have DraftKings moving into the retail space now at resorts, too. So um <laughs> it's going to be hard to supplant those guys from the top spot with the lead they've they've opened up already in the state and you know obviously aggressive with promotions and and promos and things like that so kudos to them for their efforts and their legwork there that's the number that jumped off the page for me is that um we don't know exactly what DraftKings makes because they're lumped in with BetStars New Jersey under the Resorts AC license but they made uh they had like you combine all of that revenue from just those two online operators, no retail sports betting. They like, they blew away the rest of Atlantic city, which between all of their retail and, and, uh, physical re- uh, books online. So that 5 million revenue was like two and a half X of what the rest of AC did, which is, you know, that's a wild thing to think of if, if you're not really familiar with the industry, but that's how important one first mover was for drafting two, uh, their brand is, and three, just how important online wagering is. You, they, you, those three things are, you know, very come very much into focus when you look at DraftKings and how well they're doing in New Jersey. Absolutely. Brett. And, and this is something you and I have talked about. I mean, obviously they're not hurting, they're doing very, very well, but just recently, DraftKings made it to where if you are not located in New Jersey, you can at least look at the product. And that is one of the things you and I were saying that, uh, you know, if there was anything that they were not doing that other people were doing that could have hurt them was the fact that, you know, if you're going to make the trip from 
Philadelphia across the border or if you're going to make the trip from New York across the border to make a bet, you probably at least want to see what the line is before you like make that trip. And you know, one of the things you and I were saying was, hey, that's got to be at least minimally hurting them because people can't log in and at least see what they're offering. But now that they're doing that, I can only imagine this will help even more. Yeah, like you said, I feel like this is the one area they were really lacking, and we finally uh, are able to have a look at the app, play around with it. Uh, obviously, we can't place any bets but outside of New Jersey, but uh, just to, for, for people outside of these legal markets to, to be able to, to see what is coming and what they're going to be able to uh, to place bets on, is, it's, it's a no-brainer, and, and I'm good, it's good to see that they finally uh, went along with it. So to wrap things up here, myself – our video, our video editor and podcast editor and producer Colton Ribus, who has no not not been on the podcast, but thank you, producer Colton. He is listening to this for sure. And Eric Ramsey, who is on this very podcast right now, spent uh, four days over in New Jersey, and we basically sat down in a hotel room for 14 hours a day for four straight days and went through every single website, every single app, every single everything that was going on over there to get a feel for all things betting, not just sports betting, but all things basically gaming over there in New Jersey. Um, you know, Eric, I guess I'll start with you and then I'll give you my take here. But what was like what were like a couple of the big standout things from from the trip for you? Uh, well, first of all, the trip was really lacking in roller coasters and, and chocolate, <laughs> chocolate tours, in, in this, my opinion. This is true. Grantville, uh, listen. No, it was I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, just downloading all the apps and getting them into one folder on my phone and getting to fiddle around with them. There's a, the, it's nice to see that the, the mobile landscape there is dense. It's filled in. Uh, betters have a lot of choices. All the products are, you know, you, you can vouch for this. The look and feel is completely different across the products. You'll see different lines across each. Some of them both on both sides, frankly, suck. Some of them are quite good. FanDuel uh, continues to lead, in my opinion, in, in look and feel. Um, you know, you you said earlier it's easy to get money on this. I actually had a few problems with with some account transactions. I know you had a problem downloading a plugin for 888 on your computer. I had trouble funding my account on FanDuel. Uh, but for the most part, things were smooth. Geolocation works flawlessly. The another thing that impressed me, sorry, dog squeaking in the background, <laughs> is the uh, the amount of promos the the just flooded with odds boosts and uh, and free bets and uh, lots of <laughs> lots of ways to get me to want to open that app again. And I uh, you know I appreciated that as a casual better. Yeah, the the biggest thing that jumped off the page for me was just the night and day between the apps here in Nevada and the apps over there. I mean, it is completely completely different just so so much better over there way more options way easier to use way more friendly i mean you can't it's like the very best app in nevada would be the worst app in new jersey like that's that is that is where that was like the thing that really jumped off the page to me as we were doing um all of this and and you know for brett and for and for uh, Dustin in this, like one of the things when when Eric talks about like promos and stuff, I mean, one of the things that we saw that they're doing is, um, you know, basically all of the I mean, basically all of the friggin local teams, they would just put like straight up 
headers on the on the app and on the website yeah. and stuff like that like it was like it would say it, it before you could even like as far as listing an order before even the NFL tab would just be like the New York Giants tab and like stuff like yeah. that I mean like they're 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 literally playing very very hard and smartly so right to that local market and those local teams and things like that but it was amazing. I mean, the different choices and all the things that you could do there was it makes me excited for the rest of the country. And it also makes me sad because I live over here and I have to deal with these antiquated, like really, really out of, you know, out of date apps. I was kind of hoping that, you know, with this whole DraftKings opening an office here, that maybe they were actually going to get into the fray here in Vegas and maybe change things up and force these guys to to kind of get with the program. But that is a. Uh, that's not really the case. Um, it doesn't seem like, and so I don't know. I came back home, and there was a minimal, there was a minimal amount of depression because I'm back to my, I'm back to my old basic, crappy app over here. You know. Another thing that shot off the page that you probably won't find it so, so robustly in Nevada was the just the uh, props, the the dense list of props in some of these apps. You can bet on everything in these games, especially NFL games, and a lot of these get boosted around the local teams too. Remember, DraftKings and FanDuel have uh, fantasy-related props as well tied to betting. You can bet on over-under fantasy points. I think, you know, I'm not an exceptionally avid better. No one would call me sharp, but I think there's some lines that are gettable in there. But I think I got uh, Saquon 6.5 to 1 to score the first TD. He didn't, but 6.5 to 1 to score the first TD seems pretty good. Some fantasy props on Sunday that looked gettable. So, uh, yeah, that was another thing that appealed to me. Just you can find anything in those DraftKings and FanDuel apps, especially. Yeah. And this podcast is certainly not to, you know, shove promos down people's throats. Yeah, or I don't want to be the shill here. Like, they, I had, like I said, I had problems with FanDuel, it's, too. But, it's, uh, uh, it's not to, to shove promos down your throat or anything like that. However, we do have a bunch of free money offers if you are going over to New Jersey. And we <laughs> took advantage of a few of those. Uh, if you go to, like, PlayNJ.com, one of our sites, you can basically get free money offers at all these casinos and stuff. And, and Dustin, you mentioned nobody's buying, like, an island or anything like that or whatever. But Eric Ramsey our very own Eric Ramsey was very close to buying his own island because he had found him a slot machine over there that he was able to play for absolutely free and mm. nearly hit a $55,000 uh, nearly hit a $55,000 jackpot and he was just well on his way to owning that island. I mean, I'll that tell was, you these, these, <laughs> some of these promos are legit. The no deposit bonuses that are just free cash right mm. in your account. I even I know uh, Tropicana and Virgin we have I think it was Maybe it was $10 free after I didn't play on it, but I got another promo for another $10 just off the cuff since I didn't act, since I didn't activate that first $10 yeah. there. Super aggressive with just giving money away yeah. to, to new account holders. Look, we, we've got some good deals, man. I'm not going to, like I said, we're, this isn't a promo podcast, but we got some good deals. So, you know, go take advantage of them if you're, if you, just if you, yeah. Just out of curiosity, how do you nearly hit a slot jackpot? So it was so 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 there's a there's this thing where if the screen fills up with coins, like you you win the jackpot, and his yeah. screen filled up with all but one slot for the coin. So all like one coin. So like one. There's, there's 15 coins, and I got all but one, buddy. Yeah, like one more coin, and he and he hits the 55k. But he just it was divine. Here, here's another plug to you, Macy. <laughs> on the on the Play USA Twitch channel, we have our buddy Ida Hoagie stream this game sometime. It was divine fortune that slot game. And New Jersey that's really popular hit a big 300k jackpot a couple months ago and uh I gotta say I don't play slots I don't really gamble in the casino <laughs> that was a that was a fun little waste of time while I was waiting for you to write scripts for me in New Jersey yeah it was uh yeah it was it was great and and again the uh the process of doing all that stuff on mobile was actually pretty once you kind of get signed up and get going it actually was shockingly smooth to me like I didn't the thought of playing like casino stuff on my phone 
I guess didn't really ever cross my mind. I just assumed if I was going to do that, I would always do it on a desktop or something like that. But the whole, especially the slot process and all that was like really easy to do and, and pretty seamless whenever, once you got going with everything. So, you know, like Eric mentioned, you know, I could see people just like waiting for a train or something and just flopping, you know, and, and popping open a, a slot machine and just like kind of getting a few spins in before they get on the train or something. And, and once I saw how easy it was, it, uh, yeah, it actually kind of made a lot of sense. So I see why these casino numbers, because I guess one of the things we didn't mention, and you could just, Dustin, you can just fill us in real quick on this. Um, the casino numbers in New Jersey were, 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 were doing gangbusters, right? Yeah, we're seeing again uh, online casino continue to grow. It's been around now five years, but the, the, the industry continues to grow. Uh, I think it was over 26 million, Erica, correct me if I'm wrong, for, for revenue this month, which is, um, again, this is, uh, we saw something like 11 million for just sports betting. So this is something like, yeah, two and a half X uh, almost uh, for just online casino revenue. So while, while everybody's kind of excited about sports betting, uh, online casino remains uh, a, a very big product in New Jersey. And I think, other states would be kind of remiss if they don't uh, look at legalizing online casino slash poker alongside sports betting as they as they consider legislation in 2019. And the the big takeaway, and I think I saw the I think I saw you tweet this or someone tweet this whenever the numbers came out for New Jersey is from the from the sports betting side of things. And if you're listening to this and you are in a state and you are someone of power within your state. I think the biggest takeaway, right, is just the fact that if you're trying to do this strictly out of sports books, and I understand Mississippi's not hating on their numbers. They actually are pretty happy with their numbers that they've gotten so far. However, uh, what New Jersey has just proven that if, if you don't have online slash apps, I mean, you are just you are just really, really shooting yourself in the foot. Last month, the uh, online and mobile was about 60% of the total revenue. This month, more than two-thirds. That gap is probably going to grow. So, yeah, if you... If you're a state and you don't do this together, you're you're getting about a third of the of you're realizing about a third of your revenue and probably even less than that is, you know, the appetite for the market is a lot less without mobile and, and online betting. So and yeah, this is it, the argument for Nevada, too, right? They've had kind of tight regulations on how you open mobile accounts, how you fund them. Uh, if you went to a model like New Jersey where you can open them remotely, fund them remotely, I think you're going to see more sports. You could see even more sports betting than you do now in Nevada. So, I, you know, uh, there's been rumors that Nevada will, will be revisiting this and, and opening it up. But, yeah, absolutely any state should be looking kind of what New Jersey did and, and following that because that's this is the way to do it. Yeah, and, and it was it was super fun, and I'm very much looking forward to these to these other states getting going here and uh, allowing other people to get in on all the fun as well. Also, how about how about that sports book at Ocean? We also had a chance to oh, catch yeah, that's the, right. uh, yes. the Sunday night game. If you're in Atlantic City, you should definitely also not not a paid spot for the Ocean, but you should yeah. check out that sports book at the Ocean. They've done a really good job uh, putting that place together in there. Yeah, it was and it was popping. I mean, there was a lot of I mean, there was even cowboy fans that came out in Eagle Country yeah. that were sitting there, you know, taking in the the game with everybody and and all that. So, I mean, it was that was, I think, probably um, probably the most robust right sports book over there. I mean, it was just because they had turned a nightclub into in, into that sports book. So, I mean, there was you know screens for days basically in that place. Yeah, good spot. And I don't know if you looked around or noticed the same thing I did, but same thing. Lots of couples in there. Lots of you know father son kind of very very casual looking crowd in there on a Sunday night for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here. And again, listen, some of this stuff hit us really, really quickly here before this podcast. So please head to LegalSportsReport.com. Please head online. 
PokerReport.com. Please head to thelines.com and take a look at all of these written out in much more detail here with additional commentary and stuff like that. And um, if you are catching some of the new videos that we're going to be putting out on the sites as well, please go to those YouTube pages and subscribe to those as well because that will help us continue to put out and spread the good word to everyone listening for this. If you want to follow Brett Colson on Twitter, you will get the weekly tweet at what? <laughs> at Brett Colson. Yeah, I mean, this guy. we got to get this guy going here. Eric Ramsey, if they want to follow you on the Twitter machine. At Eric underscore Ramsey, or come shake my hand in Grantville, Pennsylvania yes. sometime later. This yes, week, absolutely. Assume. And Dustin. Dustin Gowker, G-O-U-K-E-R. You can find me at Matt Brown M2. Guys, thanks for being here. We will talk to you next week.